Good afternoon, and welcome to episode 6 of High and Tight on Game Time CT. My name is Scott Erickson, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Pete Pugaga. Hey, perfect. That was good. Oh, I did it. Well done. So we're like two out of six. Two out of six. Hey, that's what, a 300 batting average? I'll take it. Yeah, not too bad. 300 batting average, that's That's pretty awesome. That's the whole theme right there. Of course, I'm not hitting baseballs, I'm just trying to say a name. But, to be fair, your name's a little confusing to the tongue. Yeah, To absolutely. my tongue, anyway. Absolutely. Hey, before we get started, I, yeah. I wanted I got you a gift I wanted to share. You got me you. a gift. I did get you a gift for being a great co-host this is for so the nice. podcast. In honor of Watertown, <laughs> here's a, a rock. rock. A rock? Yeah. Wow. So, you know, don't, you know, you could put it up on a shelf or something like that. I just, you know, I wanted to share. Can I keep it uh, here for yeah, the absolutely. podcast? I just wanted to yeah. share with you. There's still dirt uh, on it. That's a nice. rock. Yeah, I found it in the diner parking lot. <laughs> You found it in the diner parking lot. It actually looks like a piece of concrete, but thank you. It's a thought that counts. It is the thought that counts. I appreciate you giving me. Yeah, well, I thought if teams are giving out gifts after games to the top players, I can give out a gift to the top. And we should mention what what we're talking about is Watertown started giving out a rock to their best player at the end of the game. It's a really cool thing. It's like another weird baseball (laughs) thing that people do. I think they should paint the rock school colors, but. Maybe that can evolve over time. Either way, it's a cool thing to put the picture out on Twitter. So now, Pete Scott has, has his own rock. I have my own rock, and it's really, it's really rocky. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much. What a nice way to start the show with a gift. <laughs> I didn't get you anything. It's okay. I'll, next I'll, time, I'm, I'm expecting a gift next week, though. Perhaps I'll bring, I'll bring you a stick or something. Oh, perfect. That'd be awesome. <laughs> the stick of the week. Um, all right. <laughs> We got a lot to get to this week. Let's dive into it. Uh, let's talk about a few games that we saw. Um, I saw two games involving West Hill. First was the city championship, Stanford and West Hill, which was an uh, incredible uniform matchup. Stanford wore their orange shirts, I like the and orange. Uh, West Hill wore their gold yellow jerseys. So it was like a color on color. I like that. I'm a big orange <clears throat> matchup. I like the orange. orange. Orange with the black letters, especially the, the, the full pull over yeah. top, like... I like, I like the, the old San Francisco Giants from yeah. the 70s. Yeah, really awesome, cool look. Um, and congratulations to Stanford for beating West Hill. That was a huge win for them. Yeah. Uh, really tough loss for West Hill. You know, I'm, I'm writing a story today about Stanford in general baseball and, and how West Hill obviously was ranked in the top 10 to start the season and now barely is making it into the Class Double tournament, was eliminated from FCX last night. You know, we can talk about more about the playoffs when we get into that. Uh, I did see another game, though where West Hill did clinch. It was actually one of the better games I saw this season, just as in terms of how well it was played. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Hill against Darien last week. West Hill uh, won the game by a run. Darien was losing 4 nothing. John McDonald was on the mound for West Hill, absolutely dealing. Uh, two kids got on the seventh, and he hit his pitch count. He got to 105 or 108, whatever it was. He had to come out with two outs. Darien rallied, got three runs, got the tying run to third base. And Leo Sochi who is uh, coming, coming back from Tommy John surgery. This was his first time on the mound. He's been playing second base. This was the first day he was cleared, first time on the mound. It was kind of like an under-the-radar, super emotional moment for everyone yeah. involved with West Hill Baseball. But we're really glad to see Leo. Leo's going to be one of the better pitchers in the state next year. We're going to talk about him a lot. Um, but West Hill held on for the, the win, knocked off Darien. 
Um, but West Hill's not making FCX, so you know a bit of a disappointment for them this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it is what it is, but and I know that it's different in Fairfield County than it is in other parts of the state, where like some coaches or teams or players would rather win an FCX title than a state title. Right. Right. And I, I can understand that in some sense. I don't agree in that in that fact. I think a state title, you know, trumps everything. But that said, West Hill will be ready. They will be, you know, uh, they'll have a little time off. They'll be, you know, all energy, all back. You know, they'll be ready to go come to the state tournament. And look, they're talented. We know they're talented. They're strong up the middle. They have a great pitcher in McDonald. I don't think anyone would be surprised if they made a run in the state tournament. No way. And so they're going to be a low seed. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to have to play a playing game, but if not, they're going to get a high seed in game one, and that team's going to have to face John McDonald, exactly. who's one of the better pitchers in the FCI. Exactly. They could really be interesting once they get in the yeah. States, because they are really good. Things just didn't click. When yeah. the hitting was going cold, the pitching wasn't there. When the pitching we've, was there, they didn't hit. Like, it, it just, we've seen it all the time. It was just a weird season for that. But I'm just, look at L last year. Foreign makes the run. Look at right. double L last year. Staples makes the run. Right. Look, you're talented. You just have to click at the right time. Right. That's exactly what has to happen. Uh, what games did oh, you see? Oh, also, hold on before. When did you go get the falafel? I went to get the falafel after the Darien West Hill game. It was good. Delicious. Layla's falafel in Stanford. I don't know if we can advertise for them, but uh, awesome falafel. I love that place. Love the people there. So, like, sometimes after, Friday after a game, I like to pop in and get a get a falafel sandwich okay. there. Uh, true. I've never had a falafel. Really? Never. Um, but I, a lot of people probably know if they follow us on Twitter that we do love to talk food. We do. So we had a whole text on Friday. Friday night? Friday night, yeah. Friday night Friday. About, the, uh, about the falafel that Scott had. Yes. It, it was delicious. <laughs> I highly recommend getting a falafel, you know, especially as like a break from the, uh, the regular yeah, food. Like, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I go to certain fields or games or I know if I'm going to a different school, I'm like, oh, you know, I went to Amity. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Amity a couple of times the last couple of weeks and it's like, Blue Check Diner, uh, Blue Check Deli, what up? <laughs> like, I went to Hamden the yeah. other day, and it's like, right there, in, right by Hamden High, there's like a thousand food places. Yes. And it's like, you go anywhere. Anyway. I mean, that's, you know what? Full disclosure, that's how I pick my games. I look around and go, Where? who has the best food now? <laughs> I, I definitely like, look it up. Well, we definitely know, and you know when you go to certain parts of the state, you go up mm-hmm. to Waterbury, you're going to hit our delis up, mm-hmm. you know, you go up the other way, we've talked about the steamed cheeseburgers, there's, a, there's always places and all these little spots, and we yeah. learn them, and... We definitely know all the hot dog spots around oh, yeah. around the state, and I can't wait. I actually, I haven't had a hot dog yet this year because I'm saving it for Palmer Field for the state titles for the state tour, uh, state championship. Wow, that's a I, I'm gonna I, when I when I eat a hot dog this season, I want it to be like wow, it's the gift from the Palmer Field gods. That's a lot of expectation to put on a hot dog, but oh, we're gonna be there for four games, and we're gonna eat a lot of hot dogs. Well justified. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some stories uh, that Game Time CT has put out this week. Because I thought we had some really good We had a lot of feature good features stuff, this week, yeah. Especially on players. Um, you, tell me about the Eddie Sweeney story uh, from, from hand. Well, you know, Eddie tore his labrum last year, 14 games into the season. Uh, missed his entire summer for a major recruiting season. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, torn labrum and shoulders, a major injury. He plays right field. Uh, and the kid's come back fully healthy, worked hard to get back, broke the hand record for most home runs in a season. It was six. Uh, when we spoke, he had eight. He might have more now. Um, just a good kid, heck of a baseball player, one of the most talented players in the SEC, in a, in a super talented SEC. Super talented. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's one of the guys right up there, and he's a big reason why hand has had the season that they've had. Uh, and then you also saw, you you caught up with Hamden, right? That yeah. was That was your that was story. Me. Yeah, yeah, I ran over to Hamden to catch up. 
the the Green Dragons, you know, weird expectations heading into the year. You know, Coach Borelli said they lost 20 guys the last two years before the season. He didn't really know what to expect. And on top of the fact that, you know, Mike Ferret from Hamden uh, got his 100th uh, career hit yesterday. Yeah. Uh, first four-year player for Chris Borelli, who's been there for seven years. And Tyler Osborne, who's been, might be the, the Hamden MVP this year. He's been absolutely lights out on the mound. Um, but he's also had two freshmen in, in Jake Pisano and uh, Max Gross who have really stepped up as you know freshmen and really contributed. I mean, Jake is tied for the most hits on the team, yeah. and Max has an under one ERA coming out of the bullpen while also filling in for center field and left field, and at one point was even batting leadoff. So it was really interesting to catch up with them. They have a lot of other seniors and juniors who are contributing, but who had no varsity experience before this year, and sure. now they're sitting and they're looking at 14 wins this year. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you know, Chris has done a great job, and they're and they're doing some pretty uh, pretty good things in Hamden. So uh, and then Doug Bonjour wrote a story on Will Lucas, which I really enjoyed. I thought it gave some really nice insight, yeah. uh, talking about how this guy was obviously a superstar when he was twelve on the little league team yeah. and did amazing things. But how you know, as you would expect, you know, you, you think about that, you think that's a glory day. You're gonna always remember that. You're yeah. always gonna love it. He's caught up in what he's doing now and getting better yep. and being a better player now and. He says that stuff is awesome to have in your back pocket, but he's not really ready for the memories. High school kids aren't ready for memories. No, yet, absolutely you know? <laughs> not. But you know, we talk. You know, we're just talking about Eddie. We're talking about Will. I mean, it's a super talented, deep SEC. When you look at individual talent in the SEC, it yeah. is off the charts. I think it's and the best Will, conference in terms of individual talent. Indiv- yeah, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. And Will is one of the best players in that league, despite. One reporter leaving him off the top five players to watch in the SEC this year is a complete oversight. Um, but you know, Will has really stepped up this year, and he's a he is he might be the best player on the best team in the state. I think that's a fair statement. You know, they have a lot of good players on that team, yeah. but but he's really good. Uh, I did a story on Sean O'Malley from Darien. Yeah, I love this. I love his attitude. Uh, <laughs> this kid is awesome. I mean, like just a really great guy to have on the team. Like great dugout guy. Like if he wasn't a good player, he'd just be an awesome kid yeah. to have on the team. He also has like a 1.40, you know, OPS. He's knocking in home runs. He's ripping the ball. He came back from a shoulder injury too. Um, you know, he's going to play college baseball at Salve Regina. He was going. The doctor said he should probably skip football and just get ready for baseball. And he said, "No, I'm coming back for football. I want to be part of that state championship team." Made it back in week nine. Won the state championship. His coaches all have so many great things to say about the kid. When you talk to him, he's really down to earth, um, smart kid, just loves playing baseball, loves the game of baseball, is so happy like on the field, and he's a really good hitter. I mean, he's a big, powerful kid, so you think he's just going to smash? He can hit to all fields. He drove in a run against West Hill where he kind of flicked the ball to left field. He's a lefty, so he flipped it the other way to left field uh, and dropped it in for a hit, does what he has to do out there, and he's been a huge part of Darian's lineup and why they've been successful this year. He's... He's really having a good year. I mean, all state were the numbers. You know, yeah. of course, like we've said, there's a lot of really good kids in the league. But when you look at his numbers across the board, <clears throat> I mean, if you have a 1.40 OPS, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that's like Mookie Betts. You know, <laughs> yeah, stuff. That's, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's really fantastic. Um, so yeah, Sean was a great kid, and and all those stories. I, I urge you to go back and read all those stories. Doug's story. Uh, Will Lucas was a really good read, I, I thought. Um, Doug always does a great job. And I thought I did a nice job on the Sean O'Malley story, so <laughs> go ahead and give that a read, too. Um, we talked about the Watertown Rock. I, I think that schools should do things like this, especially with social media, because yeah. it, it's funny. Like, it, it is funny. These I, two kids are holding like, a it's rock. Like a gigantic, I mean, it's like a big rock. Yeah. It's like as big as their head. But exactly. Like, and I just think it's funny. It's something, you know, it's something that you see even teams in the MLB, the years where... 
you know, they win a title. Yeah. And you look at, like, the Yankees in 09, and they were doing, like, you know, the pie in the face. And, yeah. And even last year, the Sox had, like, the wind dance repeat. Right. Like, all these teams, even when the Angels were winning in, like, well, 2002, which none of these high school kids probably remember, <laughs> but they had the rally monkey. It's yeah. like those kind of things that you get to kind of rally around. You know, you know, Bill Simmons always says you have that, like, these moments throughout the season that go on the championship DVD. Sure. And, like, having something like this is something that the team can rally around, and it's something that special seasons are made out of. And baseball's supposed to be fun, and baseball's just full of weird, quirky things yeah. like this. So when kids start having a rock that they give to a kid at the end of the game, no one really even bats an eye about it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, they That's got a rock. <laughs> well, now you have one. Now I have a rock, or at least a part of the driveway from the diner, which they might want back. So I'm going to drive by on the way home and check. <laughs> Make sure this isn't actually a missing piece of the driveway that could cause someone a problem. Uh, we have something amazing that could be happening this season uh, with Bob DeMeo. Might happen Thursday. Might happen Thursday. Um, he is nearing 900 wins in his career. This is a record that will not be broken. Absolutely not. No one will coach this long in, in the current for climate. Years, He's been coaching sixty. Is it, is yeah. it sixty? Yeah. I mean, the way the coach, the parents, and coaches, all that stuff goes on now, I can't imagine guys even coaching ten years. And they win. But this guy's one is he's going to hit nine hundred wins. Yep. It's truly, truly a remarkable career, uh, and everyone should be paying attention to him this week. Yeah, he's got. Uh, they play tonight. Uh, I believe they play Xavier. And then they play Law on Thursday. Yeah. They got three regular season games left. They play next Monday. They got three regular season games left. So they might have a shot uh, to do it at the end of this week. They'll probably do it this season. I mean, it's a testament to to just how you know great. I mean, he's been he won five state titles. He's been to seven championships. Um, the SID over at Southern, Mike Koblansky, yeah, uh, claims that he helped him win his 600th game. He had a he had a big hit. In the game that like broke the game open, he was putting on Twitter, and that was Coach DeMeo's 600th win. 300 wins ago. Yeah, 300 wins ago. So, but uh, uh, that's an awesome milestone, and definitely something worth noting. Now, on the completely other end of the spectrum, uh, I saw that new Milford coach Ryan Johnson reached 50 career wins, which is uh, a lot last week, which is a lot in only three seasons. Yeah, that's so really congratulations good. to Coach Johnson. You have 850 to go to catch Coach DeMeo. No problem. Just settle in, and, and you'll be there uh, by the time you're 80, maybe, by the time you're 80. Uh, but look, North Haven's an awesome sports town, so anytime they have something great going on there, the, the community really rallies around yep. this, so I would expect them to do the same with this. You know, They're great with football, they're great with their hockey team, they're great with their baseball yep. team. Um, North Haven really is one of the great sports towns in terms of community involvement yep. in, in the state across the board, and... Uh, I'm always a little jealous of the uh, of the North Haven like spirit, you know. Oh like, yeah, I mean, if you ever go to a football game now, it's the best. I went there, my favorite I went there for place Thanksgiving a couple yeah. years ago uh, when they played Amity. Yeah. It was just really cool. It's awesome. Fire trucks and all yeah, that stuff. I mean. The only thing I have, I, don't, I think they stole the dirt field. It like just snowed and like, yeah. it was just a mess. But yeah, the mud. football players loved it. I was like running around. I was like, I don't like this. You don't like the dirt and mud and the. I didn't wear boots. <laughs> it's my fault. I assume they had turf. Yes. Pete is notoriously <laughs> ill-prepared for bad weather at football games, but we can yes. talk about that in football yes. season. Um, so the poll this week, uh, not a lot changed. Uh, Fairfield Prep is still number one, but we do want to shout out Chapog uh, Valley, the last undefeated team in the state. They finally got into the top ten. Look, is the top team from the Berkshire League 
really better than the fourth or best team, fourth or fifth best team from the FCAC, the SEC. I don't know. You don't really know until the, if, unless you get on the field. But I feel like a team that's undefeated at this point in the season deserves the recognition yes. and deserves the spot in the top ten. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, what they've done has been pretty incredible. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how talented you are, or how how talented your league is. The fact that you can come out in baseball where one mistake can change the complete trajectory of a game or a season, and you've come out and you've won. You know what I mean? You've come out on the right side of all those. Yeah. Bounces, you know, everything, every pitch, and you've come out on the right side, and it's pretty amazing. Um, I think going undefeated in a regular high school baseball season, twenty games, is is one of the better things you can do in high school sports yeah. because, it's, it's like you said, you it's such a random sport sometimes yeah. where you could do everything right and things just don't bounce you your way. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's a sport that's made for series. Yeah, you know, and they've gone out in all these one games and won. Yeah, so I think that's pretty incredible. Uh, we had a lot of great performances this of, week. Do you want uh, me to run through them like in like fastest minute, Chris, <laughs> Chris Berman style? Well, why don't we just bounce a few off? Uh, we're, we're doing okay. So, uh, Justin Guerrera from Watertown, uh, Wednesday, hit for the cycle, six RBI and a 12-2 win over Torrington. He was the first recipient of the Rock. He was the first, right. and he also was the co-winner, co-winner of the second Rock. I don't know if they shared the Rock. The second day, like he kept it one night and the other kid kept it the other <laughs> night. I don't know how it happened. Or maybe they smashed it. Hopefully they didn't. Yeah, he followed that up with three RBIs and a single uh, short of a cycle on Thursday. Uh, Jack D'Onofrio from Simsbury struck out 12 batters in five and two-thirds uh, in an 11-0 win up there. And that's what, third, that's what, five and two-thirds is 17 outs and he struck out 12 of them? It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, you get mentioned as the number two player of the week for that. Uh, <laughs> Noah Rubino from Guilford. Um, 10 Ks, uh, no hitter on Monday with 11 Ks versus Ferran, and then uh, had one no hitter by himself, and he was He's part been of the, part of two, one in seven innings, one in five innings. Uh, his, his ERA is like 0.35 or something like this year. I mean, if you have to face Guilford come the SEC tournament, even if they're going to be the lower seed, like you're going to be facing one of the best pitchers in the league. Yeah, we're going to talk about that when we get into the yeah. tournament talk, but that is a huge thing in baseball, and that's why there's so many first-round upsets because a high seed can come in and you face some other team's ace, and they only won eight games, but guess what? That kid won all eight. Yep. So... Uh, you, the baseball tournament is such a crazy thing. Yes, it is. Uh, this fourth kid, Kobe Wantanabe from Middletown, uh, had a two-run homer in a four-over win. Over I, I love to shout that. out dingers. If you yeah. had a dinger, let us know. I love shouting out dingers. That's true. He does. Uh, I, I like shouting out defense a little more, but uh, and things <laughs> dingers, like this. Dingers are cool. Dingers are cool. Yeah, chicks dig the long ball. I mean, look, everyone loves home runs. If you're putting it over the fence in high school, you deserve a little recognition. <laughs> uh, Matt Downing from Cheshire. Uh, 10Ks and the 5-0 win over West Haven. Only let up two hits. Yeah. Um, he's really good. The Cheshire's another team. That, that double out tournament's going to be so... It's going to be amazing. So good. It's going to be so awesome. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a team that's not even ranked wins it. Like, yep. there's so many good teams in that in that division. And I think once you get to the second round and, like, the round of 16, those 16 teams that are left, that's going to be just a battle royal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so it's going to awesome. be... Look, when you get down to it, the final 16, 8 teams are going to be, you know, some of the best games that we're going to see all season. Granted, there's a couple of teams in L I'd love to see in the double L tor- tournament myself. To yeah, see them, the, the L tournament's going to be awesome, too. Yeah, I mean, the L tournament's going to be good, I think too. it has the potential to be awesome yeah. if those teams all advance, if you yep. don't get too many upsets in the beginning. 
Like, I would love to see Waterford in hand in the Double L tour- Tournament, if we're being honest. Of course. of course. That would be awesome. That's a great matchup. But then there's other teams there, too, that are equally as, as fun. But, oh, yeah, yeah, Waterford hand would be awesome just from what's going on all season. They've kind of been two of the top five teams, in my yeah. opinion, all season. Obviously, they both have really good pitching. Um, and you'd love to see Mike Burroughs pitching in a... Yeah. In a state championship. Again. <laughs> uh, from New Milford this week, uh, Chris Cheswaldi was 5-5 five for five in getting, a win. Getting five at-bats in a game is hard enough. In a seven-inning seven game, yeah. And then to back it up with five hits. I mean, you know, I think Giancarlo Stanton got four hits the other day. They were like, this is awesome. And it's like, let's kick a five in seven innings. So that's pretty cool. And Jeswaldi's slightly below uh, Stanton's pay grade, so <laughs> good for Jeswaldi. Uh, Tommy Hughes from Goodwin Tech. We haven't talked about Goodwin Tech this year. Uh, but he had 15 Ks and only allowed two hits and a 6-0 win over Platt. I don't care. Platt Tech. Sorry, I don't care which league you're pitching in. 15, 15 Ks, Ks is 15 Ks. Ks. Yeah, that is legit. Um, Matt Cook from Coventry, uh, his fourth straight shutout in a 10-0 win, uh, nine Ks and three hits for Matt. Uh, up in Thomaston, we love Thomas the Thomaston Thomas. Bears. We love John Wilson. John Wilson is a big fan of the show. Is he? Yes, yeah, huge fan of the show. His uh, his dad, Rick Wilson, writes uh, a little bit for the Republican American. Oh, awesome! So John used to uh, a little fun fact about John. Yeah. When he was younger, uh, when Rick would cover games, John would tweet out from Rick's account. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if I was supposed to tell anybody that. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, John had a two home run, uh, two run, two run, run homer uh, over Northwestern was Thomaston won the game up there. In the Berkshire League, uh, Sam Myers from Ludlow, complete game, four-hitter, uh, 6-1 win over Rival Ward. That game got moved up to Friday. We had originally said it was Saturday, but I guess it got moved up because of potential weather. Smart idea. Uh, Ludlow is fighting for that last FCI playoff spot. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Douglas De La Cruz from Montville, complete game in the 5 over 5 Nothing win over Ledger. That's always a good game, Montville and Ledger. Those and two teams always got it. And he hit a dinger. And he hit a dinger. Pete will call out all the diggers. Every dinger. You hit a dinger, you let me know, we're going to call it out. That's it. He'll say your name. (laughs) It can go over the fence or it can be inside the park, whatever you want. Just as long as you made it all the way around with no errors. Uh, Mike Ferret from Hamden uh, got his 100th career hit. That's always really impressive. He's a four-year starter for them. Uh, 100 hits in a career. We don't know where that ranks in the state all-time rankings. We don't know that. but. (laughs) But it's an awesome Yeah. Awesome accomplishment. I mean, you, you, you could have equivalent to, to reaching 1,000 points or something along those lines. Right. You know, to get 25 hits a year for four years in high school is pretty impressive. Right, and 20 games plus standard yeah. tournament games that you might play in. Um, Pat Winkle, I don't know if you've heard about him, but he's a pretty good player from Amity. He was 2-for-3 with a home run for RBI on Monday. Um, I feel like he's 2-for-3 with a home run for RBI every game. <laughs> the kid is really, really good at baseball. Uh Matt Hanyadi uh, from Shelton uh, had two, two dingers. Two dingers. <laughs> in the win over over cross. Uh, he's got 33 hits this year. Yeah. Which is really, really that's impressive. That's a lot that's of hits. That's a lot of hits. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of hits. Of hits. Uh, I'd like to see his average. I mean, he, he, that's, that's like pounding the ball this year. Uh, Joey Zawaza. Is that Zawaza? Better than I was going to pronounce it. All right. Newington, if I mispronounce your name, I'm sorry. Uh, he threw a complete game with five strikeouts, only allowed three hits, and a win over New Britain. New Britain's been playing really well uh, and actually got a couple votes this week uh, in the poll. So that was a big win for, and, you for know, Newington. And any time a kid could pitch a complete game, s- seven innings with the way the pitch count is now, I mean, that's an impressive, uh, efficient uh, outing. 
it's it's hard to do the pitch a complete game because you really can't walk people. You can't have errors behind you, and you gotta get it in in under 105 pitches. Yeah. So to do that's tough. We've seen a few of them this year, but um, and you can always save your bullpen, which is nice because yeah. anytime you don't have to bring kids in, especially this time of year, you don't want to have to. So you know, hopefully, we see some more complete games as we start getting into. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see more as the as the season continues, and uh, you know. When they, they and they need them, you know the pitch count kind of. Not that it doesn't matter, but I think coaches will view it a little differently heading into uh, the state tournament. Uh, you know, we're going to get into all the tournaments next week, but we do want to just touch on these tournaments because they're going to be starting before we talk to you next time. Uh, so the fields are not set, but uh, what do we have in the SEC right now? So right now, SEC uh, eight teams. Uh, or there's eight spots. Uh, Prep's the only team. Um, they clinched their division title, so they're in. Yeah. But basically, Fairfield Prep, Hand, North Haven, Brantford, Amity, Hand, uh, Hamden, and Cheshire, all of more than 10 wins. Uh, they're kind of the top seven seeds that are really in. And then you have four in Shelton, Guilford, Lyman Hall, and, e- and East Haven are all technically still alive. Yeah. Um, but it's probably, you know, four and eight and seven. Shelton and Guilford are both eight and six. Mm-hmm. Um so they kind of have the leg up, but but they have one they have one loss in the in the column, um, but it's going to be huge for Guilford because like we talked about before with Rubino, if Guilford can get in and Rubino's pitching game one is the last seed in the SEC tournament, like watch out, right? You know, um, so that's what it looks like for the SEC. Amity won it last year. Um, you know, can they repeat? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more. Obviously, the uh, conference tournaments are starting the end of this week yeah so by the time we get back on next week it'll be in time we're going to do wednesday next week yeah um but we're going to be in time to predict or give our predictions for the finals for the finals and talk about the finals matchups and kind of go a little bit more in depth into those matchups as opposed to yeah next week we pretty much all conference tourney all conference tourney yeah all conference tourney talk and maybe a little state turn uh in the fciac uh, seven of the seeds are they're not set where they're going to be seated but seven of the teams are in ridgefield staples Danbury, St. Joe, Darien, Trumbull, and Greenwich, they're all in. Uh, last night, uh, or yesterday, all the teams below Greenwich and Trumbull lost. Greenwich and Trumbull won. That kind of set things up. You know, Ludlow took a loss you know, that they maybe shouldn't have. New Canaan lost, Norwalk lost, and Ward lost, and Wilton lost. So they all fell back. Uh, for the eighth spot now, if McMahon wins out, they have two games left. And they had that big win against Ludlow. And Huge. So tree, two run home run in the bottom of the sixth, give them a two one uh, two one lead, and that and that could change their whole season. Uh, so they play Wilton today, um, and they play Central on Wednesday. If they win those games, they're in. If they lose, they'll need a little help. Uh, Ludlow, New Canaan, Norwalk, Ward, and Wilton all still technically alive, um, but McMahon is in the driver's seat for that spot. Uh, you so. know, it's pretty impressive considering all the injuries that they faced early in the year. I know a lot of people <clears> had high hopes for them. They kind of hit a little bit of a rush patch, a rough patch. But shout out to John Cross uh, and the boys down. You uh, know, John said, end. yeah, he said at the end of the year, like, look, we have a really good team, but a lot of them are hurt right now. If they can all come back, I think we can do well. And obviously, that's what we've seen the last few weeks. So they'll be really dangerous uh, in that tournament. Uh, quickly, the ECC tournament. Um, uh, there are like 13 to 15 teams right now who could be making this tournament. Yeah, it basically, if you if you reach if you qualify for the state tournament, you get a spot. It goes by division records. You're looking at Bacon Academy, Montville, Plainfield, Waterford, Lyman, and Fitch are the top seeds to watch. Uh, Stonington won. 
uh, last year, and they were a lower seed. So basically anything could happen once you get to these tournaments. Uh, over in the NVL, seven spots are basically locked up with Holy Cross, St. Paul, Walcott, Seymour, Watertown, Woodland, and Sacred Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Torrington, Oxford, and Naugatuck are kind of hanging in there, battling out for the final seed. Uh, Holy Cross won it last year. And then in the, w- in the SWC, yeah. uh, top eight teams get in, uh, again, in no real particular order. Newtown, New Milford, Bethel, Notre Dame, Fairfield, Immaculate, New Fairfield, Stratford, and Massick all have over nine wins and are kind of in the driver's seat there with Colby, Cathedral, Weston, Brookfield, and Pomperock sitting at seven wins vying for that last spot. Newtown, who won it last year, has won like seven or eight games They're playing in a row. so well They're right now. They're playing really well. Yeah. They, they beat Stratford yesterday. Yeah. Um, so Newtown might be a team to watch to, uh, to repeat. Uh, let's talk about a couple games uh, coming up this week that are not playoff games. Uh, just closing out the regular season. We'll have uh, St. Paul and Holy Cross Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, is that a playoff? That's not a playoff game, right? No, no, no. no, no, no. Okay. Uh, and this then, is a good matchup. Okay, and then we have Waterford uh, at Bacon Academy. Bacon Academy is 13-3, and three, so they're kind of flying under the radar, yeah. but they have a really good record. I wouldn't be surprised if they knocked off Waterford there. Um, and then Amity and Cheshire, those two, right, the, the softball and baseball, those are just great yeah. rivalry games, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, that one's going to be good, and that could say a lot about I mean, Amity's been playing really well. Um, you know, Cheshire's been playing well this season, but this might be a nice little... Uh, I know Cheshire beat them earlier in the year, so if they could beat them again, I think that would go a long way yeah. for the Rams. And then Wednesday, jump back, Chapag versus Lewis Mills. Uh, we talked about it last week, whether or not Chapag versus Nor- Nor- Northwestern, if this is their last chance to lose. I think this is I think this is safe to say this was Chapag's last shot at losing a game in the regular season. So let's see what the Spartans versus Spartans. Let's see if the Lewis Mills Spartans can... Uh, can knock off the Chapag Spartans. Uh, yeah, Lewis Mills is a good program. Uh, going Like we said, going undefeated in the regular season is really tough. So if Chapag can do it, hats off to them. Yep. We will all be very impressed, and uh, maybe we'll get a rock up to you or something yep. amazing like that. Although that's Watertown's thing, so <laughs> to find out something else for Chapag. Although Chapag does mean Rocky River, I believe, right? Isn't that... Okay. We'll get into a history lesson another time. <laughs> Let's talk about our dirt dogs for now. Uh, we got a couple nominees here. Uh, first from Greenwich, uh, Kyle Woodring. Uh, he helped the Cards in their three-game win streak. He had a walk-off homer. Uh, I've watched this kid play. When he plays out in the field, he plays first base. Big, huge guy. Yep. Carries a big stick. And, uh, you know, shout-out to Greenwich for clinching a spot in the SEAC title. Yeah. Uh, one of their players tweeted out... Um, and kind of, you know, he kind of hit the nail on the head, and that's what kind of makes baseball kind of, you know, the beautiful sport that it is. He has, he's like, we had no players to watch, uh, you know, in any of the newspapers, any of the media, you know, um, no one really was talking about us, and, and here they are with a chance to win the SEAC title, and that's the beauty of baseball. Also, shout out to uh, his teammate uh, Carson, uh, who who nominated him. He's the second time that Carson has nominated a teammate, so we might just need to nominate him. Yeah, they, the end of the year. Mike Moore is an awesome coach, so he's always going to have Greenwich uh, ready to go. Their pitching has been a real question for them this year, but they've battled through it, and here they are. Yeah. You know, it's a really good program. It's not a fluke that he always has winning teams. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good and coach. They, and I gets, saw them some this year when they away. played Fairfield Prep, and they gave Fairfield Prep a battle. <clears throat> they're a good team. I've seen them a couple of times. Uh, when they play clean, they're as good as anybody. Uh, our second nominee is Jimmy Evans. Um and he had to make a last-minute pitching start against New Canaan, had six shutout innings in the win over them, went three for three. And in the photo we got of him, Very dirty. super dirty. Super dirty. Really great job uh, by Jimmy this week. He's had an awesome season. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like a perennial Dirt Dog nominee. But <laughs> the winner of the game, the winner of the Dirt Dog, ready? Drum roll. 
Andrew Roy, Andrew Moy, Andrew Moy of Staples, uh, one of my favorite players that I've watched this year. He plays a bunch of different positions in the infield. Uh, is a really good bunter. Uh, was pulled off right the, up our alley. Was pulled off the bench by uh, Jack to bunt in the Darien game. I mean, I'm sorry, in the West Hill game. Uh, but he made a great play this week. Tell me about the play. So the video that we're going to show here, um, just watching the video, <laughs> video of this. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a chopper to third. He goes full extension across his body to the left. Yeah. Snags the ball, gets up, fires the throw to first base on a line, beats the runner. I mean, that's an MLB type play. Yeah. And he got dirty. The photo, which we're also going to show. Boom. Uh, super dirty, wearing those white, off-white Staples jerseys, just covering dirt. Very dirt doggish. So, shout out Andrew Moy. Dirt dog of the week. Yeah, uh, Staples is so loaded that he, he usually bats like at the bottom of the order too. So he's, he's gritty. He's super gritty. He's always dirty. Uh, I'm super. I'm excited that he won the award this week because yeah. he's someone that stood out to me the few times that I've seen them this year. As always, listen, guys, send us those dirt dog nominees. Yeah. Send us any other great performances that kids on your team have. Send us any other weird traditions you have, like yes. a rock or anything else. Anything else. Send us send us a rock if you want. If, if you'd like to send us a rock and you want to pay, rock, you want to pay for the postage, fine. Don't throw any rocks at us, please. <laughs> well, you can throw a few at us if we don't mention your team. But actually, please don't throw rocks at us. <laughs> uh, so listen, this has been super fun again. We had a great time doing this. We will be back next week where it's going to be all... Tournament stuff, yes. and we will be back Wednesday we'll be next back week, Wednesday. not Tuesday. Not Tuesday. We're going to talk conference championships. We're going to give us our super intelligent predictions. It's going to be so great. Yeah, and Scott's going to give us an update on the rock that he's going to bring home. Um, you yeah. have to bring it home. I need to see like you at your house, yeah, like with like a selfie with the rock to make sure that you brought it home. Okay. Okay. Well, just keep waiting for that, and I'll send it to you at some point. I'm sure. The fans want to see it. The fans want to see me in the rock. <laughs> I think you just need to take pictures with it wherever you go. Okay, that'll be fine. Uh, listen, guys, remember, keep your gloves down. Don't ruin the game for your friends. For High and Tight, I'm Scott. I'm Pete. See you later. Later.